Georgia Dow is a therapist, but she's not your therapist. This show should not substitute a personal consultation with a professional. No, there's no fun allowed on this show. No. We are anti-fun here. What are you trying to do fun things? <laughs> okay, so I have a confession to make. So I thought we were recording this at 10 tonight and not 10 a.m. <laughs> oh. So. <laughs> I was wondering why you why you agreed to 10 a.m. So, like, I was just now on the couch playing Final Fantasy XIV, where I'm the white mage. <laughs> we're fighting a giant monster, my entire party. And, like, we get to the final dragons, this huge dragon is throwing, like, pools of, like, poison at us. And I'm like, oh, Steve's calling me. Gotta go, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. it wasn't me who sent that text. Hope I was playing Overwatch, which is the game that I'm supposed to be playing oh, when that text okay. came in. Oh, and, okay. And well. practicing my mercy so that I am not embarrassing myself the next time that we play together. Right, right because you have <laughs> ethics when it comes to healing. Yes. Me. <laughs> I, I feel kind of bad because I know they're all dead, even as we speak. But if people have to die to make this podcast, I feel like, you know, that's okay. This is worth sacrificing lives for. Uh, Look, you got to do what it takes to, to make it happen. Uh, bring it. That's it. You just got to bring it. I just wonder what it was like for them in voice chat, like. Wait, what? Where's Rihanna? Oh no! So what does that what does that actually mean? Like, whenever you say you gotta go, does does your character just disappear, or what? Yeah. How does that work? Yeah. So I basically uh, just logged out. Like, and I never do that because you know you take being on a team very seriously in a game. But you know, it's like Georgia's got to be out of here by X, Y, and Z. So it's like, look, I'm not gonna like this is real life. This is a video game. Life. I don't want Georgia Dow trying to kill me. Uh. <laughs> She will find you, and she will defeat you in VR and in real life. It'll just be like, oh, I gave the door. Oh, no, it's Georgia Dow! (laughs) Listen, Georgia Dow is the real final boss, so you don't want to, you know, you need to prep before you go on that raid. You can't just go right into that. There are dragons that spit poison, and then there's Georgia Dow, a dragon who spits poison. That's true. That's true. You've seen X-Men. You understand Uh, how this could go down. Uh... There, there's a card in Heart that they just introduced in Hearthstone called Deathwing Dragon Lord, and I'm kind of envisioning that as Georgia. I like this <laughs> Deathwing Dragon Lord. That is what they used to call me in high school. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. But then I was reformed and became a good person, and I was no longer <laughs> Deathwing Dragon Lord. I can't see you as ever not being a good person. Oh, even, little do you know, Dal. Even when you're hard, hard on Vader, it's like, no, <laughs> it's not that hard. No, uh, I can imagine this. Like, Mike is, like, walking through the, the halls of his high school, and, like, people are just, like, whispering in the hallways, like, that's Mike <laughs> Sergeant, run for your life. He's hardcore, man. Yeah, I used to be, uh, you know, like, seven feet taller than I am right now. I had, like, giant muscles. I yeah. was just nobody to mess around with. I, I, there, I, can, I can picture this. I can yeah. Picture this. Oh, dear. So, Brie, you know, uh, it's interesting that you bring up the conversation that you did about uh, your your teammates on on Final Fantasy because 
I'm pretty sure this week we wanted to talk about uh, finding an online community, uh, particularly in Overwatch, because that's what we've been kind of talking about lately. But just uh, finding a community in general online and the struggles of that, but also the benefits of that. So I was hoping you could get uh, get us started on that conversation. Well, I think this is a really big problem for uh, women overall, right? Uh, I know I'm not the only woman that kind of doesn't like to play online games with people because it's inevitably terrible. Like, let me give you an example. Yesterday, I'm playing Final Fantasy. I'm going through and I'm, I'm curing my entire team. And this one dude there is like being so aggressive that he like runs into an entire mob to the point I can't heal him fast enough. And then, you know, he dies and our team dies because of his choice. And then what is he test? He texts me. He's like, Oh, what's wrong with you? Like, are you having cramps today? Boy, you really suck. Like, get off your period and get better at oh, like, being a healer. Yeah. And I'm just like, that oh is gosh. a regular occurrence, you know, for women that play video games. So um, I can say for me, my own community feminist work cult is it's like a breath of fresh air, you know, because we we're all feminists and it's not that we sit there and talk about politics we don't it's just this understanding that like look you're polite to people you know you you don't you help each other out you're civil so i don't know i mean georgia have you had this experience as well you have to have usually when when i play online games usually i'm like already part of like i usually stay alone for a while and i play i used to play a lot with my husband so we would both play often together which made things a little bit easier and then usually we would like form a guild so that you had a group of people where you know they would have your back and they knew that you know if someone's going to be rude they'll kick other people out but like usually when i play games i usually play like you know like i'm a drow and so like almost everyone's female and so in that way, it isn't as harsh. You always end up, though, with people that are behind a screen and they're, you know, all tough and rough and, and cruel when they're behind the screen and, and you end up with that. But, like, usually I stick with, with my guild that won't, like, tolerate that kind of crap. And then, you know, we just boot out the people who are there. Usually I run my own guild, so then I have control of that. And then we kind of like just, you know, try to wipe out the people that are rude, which for me was entertaining. Like you just take out <laughs> the people that are horrible and then it's hammer. like it's well, then it becomes fun because then you're just like, you know, constantly just looking for that one guy that, you know, said that horrible thing to you. And you're like, well, usually I play on PVP like. Oh, of course, of course, yeah. yeah. Of course you do. <laughs> so, no, but I mean, yeah. that's not the because of the asynchronous nature of a lot of online games. That's just not the the format of them, right? Like Overwatch, it's very hard to come up with a formal guild. Uh, there was a great video, homophobia evolved uh, with what happened when someone had their gamer tag in Xbox Live as gay boy and like all the horrible things that were said to him. Yeah, you know, that's asynchronous matching, and you know, yeah, for MMOs, you could somewhat control that experience. But there are a lot of games out there, Left for Dead, where it's just not possible. And the result of that is I generally don't play those games. So, I mean, is it the same for you, Micah? It's it's less that I can compare, you know, my experiences in in something like a massively multiplayer online game because the last big one that I played <laughs> was RuneScape way back when. Yeah. Um <laughs> and I loved the crap out of that game. But for one, <laughs> your characters often like there, there isn't a lot of customization options with that game and so your character doesn't really uh represent who you might be in real life and doubling down on that, the the communication 
education is kind of second to other things, uh, particularly for me who hadn't quite like gotten to huge points where I was going on quests with a bunch of other people. So for me, it was never so much of a concern where I was, you know, <laughs> having to kind of like hide myself or or face any kind of discrimination there. Um, but I mean, it doesn't surprise me to hear you say that. But at the same time, it's just like, my gosh, even today. And I, and I know mm-hmm. like that's that's super uh, not, I don't know, super naive of me to expect otherwise, but it's just, it's frustrating. Um, but Steve, I'm curious for you, you know, I know sometimes you've talked about how you'll play a game and a mistake will be made. And then suddenly, you know, people are all upset at you and that results in, in you, you know, not having as much fun as you did before. So I was hoping you could talk about your experiences in, in, uh, massively multiplayer online games and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I haven't, I haven't played any MMO. I mean, I played Guild Wars way back when. One, but I played it the wrong way. But I mean, I, we we talked back on Isometric about how my Heroes of the Storm experience started, which was not good. Where I went into Quick Match, which is like you know, it's it's casual, right? It's not even ranked mode, and I didn't know what I was doing with a with a Diablo, and somebody told me to kill myself in the course of the game, and and it's like. I it took me like a month or two to get back into the game and I gotten back into it since and I still enjoy it and that, honestly that kind of thing doesn't happen as much and now I know how to mute people when they start getting salty but it's it's amazing how seriously people will take even like casual games and then just start going off the rails with it like I was playing in a in like a versus AI match the other day in Heroes and like somebody was really getting all upset at the team it was like dude we're playing against ai like we're not even <laughs> playing against people you don't even get any you barely get any experience for this like calm yourself down um i i don't understand why people get like that upset but i think that they feel like they're the best in the world and they're getting dragged down on top of just the normal misogynistic and racist and sexist and everything else that that horrible people are on the internet but i think it just gets Something gets amped up in people's brains when they're playing these games and they're relying yeah. on other people and they don't feel like th- they don't feel like those other people are lining up with with their skill level necessarily. Well, they're the best and everyone else is dragging them down. <laughs> but but that's that's the key I really think is that yeah, take the example I was talking about where this person like pulled a giant mob because they'd never done the dungeon before and killed our whole team. I think it's very normal for people to only see things from their perspective, mm-hmm, right? right? Mm-hmm. And to not think about what it seems like for the rest of the team. So I think that the games, just by their very, um, by the, the format we've chosen forever, like you're always the all powerful hero and everyone's bowing to you and you are the center of the universe. So I think when you mix that with, um, you know, we do know that games slow, not not destroy, but they slow your development of empathy. That is a scientific fact. So I think when you mix all those things together, I think everyone is seeing themselves as a hero of their own story. And like, it's impossible to get in the shoes of the other teammates. So, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. I think that's a real problem. Yeah, I don't think that all games slow empathy. Um, it depends on the type of game that you play, right? Like, sure. so if you're being a farmer or you're taking care of people, or right, it could be used for good as well for be- becoming like you know living a life from someone else's shoes. You could do it from the opposite way. A lot of the games that we play that are popular here are are you know we're killing things and destroying things and we're the best and we have like really black and white kind of rules where we 
<clears throat> that someone's already a good guy or a bad guy, or we can wipe out like a hundred thousand creatures without even thinking about the repercussions to that. And and those are the type of games that would cause us to think less about our actions. And I think that you know what you were saying about us be, it being so narcissistic as we're changing the world is really important to that because um, people that already have you know low self esteem or they need to be the best or they have to win that personality type, which happens because of childhood wounds, blah, 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 um, really take it very personally when they have to rely on others. And when other people are learning, they're not going to be as good. Or if someone makes a mistake, they don't want to blame it on themselves because if they don't blame, like, so in your case, Brie, if that guy didn't blame you, he would have to then take the responsibility himself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, he's going to do that. Right. How many yeah. people really say, you know what, I'm so sorry, I completely pulled him off or trained the whole group and I shouldn't have. That's rare. Usually they'll try to find some sort of ego defending excuse as to why this happened that wasn't about them. Especially yeah. if they're the type to go running into the <laughs> into the yeah. thing in the first place. Um, so I do want to continue to talk about uh, online communities in general, and I think that uh, you know there, there's a way to kind of branch out this discussion even from games and just talk about the internet as a whole. But uh, you know, a lot of the time, you say it again like that: the, the internet, internet as a whole. Um, <laughs> but I do look to the internet. <laughs> we could we could take this you know this this kind of negative side of things and uh let's talk about the positive which Bree I'm hoping you know, you found the feminist war cult, and I just would – I think that it would be good to have some tips for our listeners on how you can find an online community or how you can build one yourself. Well, I think that's really the trick, isn't it? I mean, you know, there is someone uh, – there's someone that I play games with, and, you know, they called me this week to say, you know, hey, I am transgender, and I'm transitioning, and I'm trying to figure out how to come out to my parents. And, you know, like, they, this is someone that I play games with pretty regularly. And, you know, like, we we had a chat to kind of support that other person. Like, this is the best of what games should be, right? Mm-hmm. A community where mm-hmm. we're all in it together. We're supporting each other, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think I, I think that structurally games fail at this from a game design perspective, and I think it's because the paradigm is always, always, always de- de- designed by you know, male engineers, and when people blast Nintendo's choices, I think they don't understand that it's more inconvenient because the internet has so much potential to be dangerous, <laughs> like when they're pairing people up with Splatoon and things like that. But I would say this, like, you know, go out there, ask your friends. Like, the thing we do for feminist war cult very specifically is we secretly put a player in a very stressful situation while we're trying them out for our guild and see how they react because anyone can put on a shiny face for two minutes but when you're like failing or dying that's the real test of who you are like it's like you said george are you somebody that like blasts everyone else or do you um like go hey i used the wrong weapon there hey i used the wrong mm-hmm. tactic there mm-hmm. you know so i think it's a very proactive thing and you know we are very 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 selective with who we let into our little party yeah yeah because it just takes one person and you're absolutely right. You never know. Like, it, our characters are truly shown under duress when time. Like, everyone can be nice when times go your way. Like, that's general nature. When things are good, then everyone can be kind and thoughtful and, you know, listen and share. And it's when, you know, stuff hits the fan where you really get to know who what someone's truly made out of. What yeah. kind of stuff? What kind of stuff hits the fan? Yeah. I mean, those are the, <laughs> those are the kinds of... 
those are the kinds of people who tend to improve themselves too because i mean you, you can take this into any any sort of a gaming situation like even like hearthstone which is a one-on-one game right like there's a lot of people who don't get anywhere because they just blame luck Right, like I didn't draw the cards, or they happen to get this thing off of this this card that gives some something random, and they won. And sometimes that's true, but a lot of times, well, yeah, they did that on turn twelve, and you did something on turn three that set them up for that, and that's why they lost. Oh, that's why you lost. But there's a lot of people who just never get anywhere because they blame RNG, which you know is random number generator, which is short for randomness, but which is not really short. I it's think you more... mean random number Jesus. You pray to <laughs> with a G. You pray very hard to random number you, Jesus. You pray you, you pray to RN Jesus and then you draw your card. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I pray. I do. I will bring Frank into the room. I'll go like, Frank, come on. We got to pray really hard to random number Jesus right now. And, you know, there we go. I know you're Jewish, Steve, so you may not believe in random number Jesus. No. But here in the Wu Jesus, household. Jesus we, was I, Jewish, I so he probably believes in Jesus. Oh, okay. I, I, only, I yeah. only follow the book of old RNG, not new RNG. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, but, dear. But, but, I mean, I think that that's, that's kind of an important thing just as a person, right, of being able to look, not look at external things that are going on, but look at how you react to them. And how, yeah. you know, how you are handling situations and what you can do to make that situation go better for you next time, right? I mean, that's that's kind mm-hmm. of the key of being a, being a better person in general, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. If you are all, like, yeah, in life, and, and I think that's important, like, a lot of these things that we talk about relating to whether it be the internet or two yeah. games – those things can apply to real life and often do apply to real life. And yes, if you constantly look like out into the world and say, this is the reason this happened and this is the reason this happened and never look inward and say, well, maybe I'm the reason this happened. You know, you can, you start to find these personality types that you can easily fit into those boxes, uh, frankly. And so, you know, the person who does go out and uh, end up getting themselves killed, no matter how much work Bree does to try to keep them alive and then blames <laughs> everybody else is probably doing something a lot like that in the real world. And that's just... That's just, you know, kind of who they are, I guess. I have a, I have a question for Georgia. Um, Georgia, like, a really big question I see from women that are, are game developers is we very consciously choose to, like, opt out of these communities. So I guess my question for you is, you know, is it psychologically healthy? healthy for a marginalized group to play these kinds of games because i can say it's immensely stressful for me to try to play call of duty is it correct to kind of want to opt out of those kind of situations i think that you need to know what you can handle and what you can't handle and what is too much for you i think that um you know if you're playing with someone else and it doesn't bother you it doesn't sink in like fine like that makes it fine and it's like the problem is, is that if we just avoided the communities that we wanted to then become a part of, um, the problem is, is that then they get to win. Like it sounds, and that sounds like it's antagonistic and it's us versus them. And that's not what I mean, but that if we don't ever remerge, if there was never people that first had interracial marriages and went through a horrible time that it was to be able to do that, then it would have never been. You know, I would have never some, been. Neither would I. I wouldn't have been either, right? It it just wouldn't have happened. Um, so unfortunately, sometimes in order to make a change, some people have to take a brunt of damage to be able to do that. But but Georgia, something I've I've noticed, and this is something I don't mind sharing on the show with my like trauma therapy. You know, and yeah. I'm working with a, a real expert 
uh, to kind of you know work with not just Gamergate damage, but the things before that. It's like my tendency is when I see a situation that needs someone to step up and just endure it and kind of you know be a hero there. My my gut impulse is to always leap feet first into that, right? And for me, I have a very consciously high threshold for that. What I've realized is that it causes all this unconscious damage that I can't control it. So even, and I think this is true for a lot of the community. I think that like, we say, oh, just ignore it. But mm-hmm. I think when you're sitting there and you're surrounded with racist, sexist, you know, homophobes, um, you know, and transphobes, and you're you're stewing in this, I think even if you say, hey, I'm tough, I can take it, I do think that it causes damage. Yeah, but I don't think that it's about I'm tough and I can take it. I think that everyone needs to know it's not a sign of weakness if you're like, okay, this is as much as I can handle to this, and now I need to walk away. You can't fight every single battle, and... You know, I think that it's a great trait of yours to be able to want to go in and battle constantly. But I think that it would be um, damaging to you to constantly do that and to not know, you know, we're, we're all made up because of what happened, right? So if you were bullied as a child and you're like, you know what, I'm so sick of that. Now I'm never, ever going to let someone stand up to me ever again. Well, then it can go too far on the other scale as well. Whereas you're no longer taking care of yourself because for your own um healing of wounds that you used to have, you're going into these trigger situations and not leaving when you should because you don't want to say that means that I'm losing at this battle or I'm giving up, which it isn't. I think that everyone needs to be really wary of how much emotional load each person takes. All through the day, we go through a set of emotional load. And if you're not aware of what situations cause you how much emotional load, you're going to overload yourself and then you can end up with burnout, you can end up with post-traumatic stress, you can end up with depression, anxiety, like a plethora of really bad things. And you're doing no one a, you're not doing no one a service even though you might say this is a really important cause. Not everyone can be always the one that take the hits for others. But So you want to always be aware and that's not about like that doesn't mean that they win. But we should try to work on educating, discussing things, talking about things and letting people get involved so that we are changing the dynamics of where things are at. I think that people are much more aware than they were five years ago about issues with women and diversity and accessibility and people that are dealing with um, different disabilities, different brain skills, different, like we're getting better at talking about it. We're not really that much better at implementing it or doing things. But if you ever look at cultural anthropology, the being aware is the first step, which is good, but that doesn't mean that culturally we're actually doing it. We can say it, we can think it, we know what's right, but then we're also then part of the past of what we've been living from before. I think that's well said. Yep, Yep. super well said. Uh, And now we've got to talk about some exciting things, which is Braintree. (laughs) (laughs) Braintree! This episode of Disruption is brought to you by Braintree, code for easy mobile payments. Maybe you're working on the next Uber, Airbnb, or GitHub. Then why not use the same simple payment solution that helped them become what they are today? Braintree makes mobile payments so fast, easy, and seamless, it's almost magical. Add it to your app with just a few lines of code, and you're instantly ready to accept Apple Pay, Android Pay, PayPal, Venmo, credit cards, even Bitcoin. 
And if some other way to pay comes along, Braintree will support that too. Braintree's fast payouts and continuous support means you'll always be ready whether you're earning your first dollar or your billionth. See fewer abandoned carts and mobile sales with Braintree's best-in-class mobile checkout experience. To check it out for yourself, visit braintreepayments.com slash disruption. Once again, that's braintreepayments.com slash disruption. Thank you so much to Braintree for their support of our dear show, Disruption, and all of Relay FM. Ah, yes. Thank you, Braintree. Hey, b- before we go, before we go to like listener questions, I, I think we have to confront Georgia very quickly before yes. that happens because yes. Georgia, <laughs> I, I, Georgia, I think you've been holding out on us. What? Because Wait, you've what? been claiming that you've been spending all this time with your Vive, and you haven't been playing Overwatch at all. And I have just found you out. There's this account <gasps> on Twitter. So there's this there's this account on Twitter called Reaper Names. Have you seen this, Bree? Um, no. Yeah, the one character in, in Overwatch who's like grimdark is named Reaper, and he just goes around and shouts, die, 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 all the time. And there's this account on Twitter that collects all the gamer tags of people who are playing as Reaper because they're exactly what they would sound like, the kind of person who would pick that character in Overwatch. I was looking through that, and I found play of the game Canadian as Reaper, and that is obviously Georgia <sighs> Dow. <laughs> It Georgia. looks just like Georgia. It, it Georgia. looks exactly like Georgia with the big red hood and the scowl and the giant guns. And th- this is this is Georgia as Reaper. It has to be. Because wow. who else would Georgia play in Overwatch, really? Right. Wow. <laughs> Georgia, how do you deal psychologically with intense feelings of betrayal? <laughs> <laughs> how do you learn to trust people again? I, I, I can't. I can't. Uh, Say yes or no to that question. <laughs> Canadian betrayal right now. I don't even know how to feel. What do I, what it's, do, I do? It's oh, because I mean, obviously, it has to be Georgia because Georgia is the only person that we know in Canada, right? Other than That's Renee, true. and, Re- and Renee, Renee would never do that to us. Renee so, would never play as Reaper. He's not that cheap. No, no. Renee's more. <laughs> I think Renee's more of a Hanzo, really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. Georgia, what do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> um. I I cannot I can't go back to 2D games. I can't go back to 2D games. I'm sorry. It 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 might be me, it might not be. If it was me, it would just be to be like I can't believe that this game is so flat. I think you need to go listen to the discussion we just had. Like listen to Isometric when it comes out this week and listen to the parts about like not being listen able to, to evaluate what? your own actions. Wait, yeah. listen to what? Like disruption. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like go <laughs> listen to that part again and how like we tend to blame external forces and not ourselves for situation. <laughs> and then ask yourself if there's any part of that you need to apply to your own life. Georgia right. chicken parts style. Yeah, maybe you should rethink everything you've ever thought, Georgia yeah. chicken parts style. <laughs> Check yourself before you wreck yourself, George. Oh. Chicken parts now. <laughs> oh, oh dear! I, I hear we have a follow up question or a follow up voicemail about Overwatch. DJ Salty Steve is laying down that voicemail track. He's laying down the rhymes. DJ DJ Salty Steve is breaking it down like Lucio. Here we go. Hey, Disruption Crew. I just wanted to uh, kind of give a rebuttal on why I think Widowmaker's design is not exactly the best. I mean. I have no problem with uh, women characters being uh, depicted, like, uh, in, in good, but, but, I mean, whenever you see people having, like, full-on body armor, it makes you wonder why Widowmaker doesn't have, like, even, like, some Kevlar vest or something. I mean, so, like, there's still ways to make her look like, like she should look, like, nice and everything, 
but you you should probably give her some body armor, you know, to protect her. Since a sniper is usually standing around. That was the show. Great job, guys, and bye. No, right. I think that's well said. I mean, yeah. her her cleavage is just cartoony, and I think it's an increasingly dated design idea. Yeah. Um, it's not a choice I would make. Um, so I think that's well said. And I think if, if you find that design to be, frankly, porny, I think that's exactly correct because it's what they were going for. So I guess the only the only question I would have for that is, I mean, Hanzo is the other... Hanzo? I, I don't want to start get mispronouncing another name now. Is it Hanzo? <laughs> it's probably Hanzo. Hanzo. Um, yeah. So Hanzo is like has half his chest sticking out too, and he's the other sniper character in the game. So it's I mean it's not like there's a male sniper who has body armor and a and a female one who doesn't. They're making that design choice for both of the sniper characters. I don't know if that makes it better or not. No, hold on, Steve. No, 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 no. We're not going to... You, you are here for isometrics. You should know about the false equivalency between, like, saying, like, male sexuality and... You know, Hanzo, he does have a little bit of his chest exposed, but he's wearing these giant bulky pants. In fact, there's no character there. We can, like, make out their butt. And if you look at the male characters, there's no one, no one, no one that's even close to being sexualized the same way that the women are. And even so, it's just a different thing. You can't say, like, male sexuality, like, you have a hint of it, and that equals the extreme sexualization of women. Like, it's just a false argument. I have to really push back on you. I I wasn't saying the the sexualization. I was saying the lack of body armor. Because... Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's all I was saying. I wasn't saying that he was being sexualized the same way. I was saying that he was being exposed in a lack of armor the same way yeah i mean but there's a really big difference like her her jumpsuit is just zipped halfway down and she's got side boob and it's 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 gross i mean let's just be honest yeah no i'm not yeah i'm not saying the design isn't isn't you know isn't overly sexualized i'm just saying that i don't think it's a lack of body armor that's making it that way okay I've always kind of wondered this myself, like with these different character designs where we know, like there are people without shoes on sometimes and I'm going, well, first of all, you already know that I want everyone wearing shoes, but aside from, aside <laughs> from that out personal their feet, bias, aren't you Micah? <laughs> aside from that personal bias, I just think that, I don't know, sometimes we're not practical <laughs> with character design and I'm wondering why in a world where there's warfare and you're literally battling against other people, why you wouldn't want to wear all of the necessary armor. Then again, I'm sure someone will happily tell me that uh, there are samurais and ninjas who wear nothing more than like cloth on their feet because they try to feel the ground as they move around and everything like that. And they do just fine. I mean, except for whenever you have one character versus 20,000 ninjas and somehow the one character still beats all 20,000 ninjas. But that's a whole nother story. I I don't mind that they're not wearing if they're if they're wearing something that's impractical. I like that's fine. It's it's like pretty, it's cool. Like I like the characters that have like huge whopping hair that's like flowing everywhere, which yeah. you know, you know that you would tie that up in a fight, right? Cuz that's the first yeah. thing someone grabs. But it looks really awesome. So I'm like okay with impracticality. I think that it is diminishing to the female characters when their their one main character trait is sexuality, where that's yep. what they bring to the table. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm just so over that. And, you know, I wouldn't mind if it was once in a while. I'd be like, you know, that's fine. The same thing with, you know, a guy character. That's like, that would be okay. But it's just so thrown in our face constantly that I'm so tired with it. When I was watching the uh, Suicide Squad um, preview 
And I'm like, you know, Harley, I'm like, really? Like, ah, uh, like, why? Why does it constantly yep. have to be the one trope that we keep hold of? I'm just done with that. And so it's just the way that they move is different than what the guys move, the poses that they take, that that's their one thing that they're most proud of. And I'm like, ah. Uh, you know, it could be so much more than that. And it, it makes me have a negative feeling towards the character, even though they may be really cool and have some great skills with it. I have to give you a giant plus one on the Suicide Squad trailer and Harley, because I could not agree more. They fundamentally misunderstand just how awesome Harley Quinn is and how many women love that character, because she is one of the few female empowerment fantasies in comics, because she doesn't give a crap, and she just kind of crosses a line and becomes a villain, you know? So when you're making her defining trait like, oh, I'm going to get naked in front of everyone, ha, 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 when you have such a strong, interesting character and a fantastic actress playing her. It's just the completely wrong take on her. And that's very disappointing. Yeah. If she used it as against other people and that's it, like it was being used as like one of the tools in a toolbox, I would be like, okay with that. She's like brilliant. She's a psychiatrist. She should be able to play with other people's psyches and be able to understand how people work and use their weaknesses against them. I would be like, that's really cool. But they play <laughs> Sounds like Georgia Dow. <laughs> yeah. Are you saying you're secretly Harley Quinn? I, Is I, that what you're telling us? Yeah, on the show she's a, she actually keeps her hammer close by, you know, just in case she needs to use it in the middle of a session. Right. Because she should be brilliant at the same time. And they play her off as dumb and goofy and, you know, too... Like, early, I want her to be smart and brilliant. And then I wouldn't mind if she used it against others as a weapon instead of, like, she does, but it's also who she is. And I'm like, eh, there's so much more to it than that. Again, I haven't seen the movie, so maybe they'll, you know, I don't know, maybe they'll change my mind on it when I, after I see it, but. I, I tell you, George Dow, it's it's more it's just another example of a Hollywood trope of anti therapist uh, you know, therapist phobia. Right, those well, therapist phobias. Oh, they just don't understand that therapists are just like you and I, and they have feelings, and they're just looking for love. They're creepy. They're creepy in every single movie. I think therapists sure. should be able to get married. And I don't care what people say about oh that. Like, I am all for therapist marriage. That's yeah. true. That's true. You know what else we all here for? What are we all Squarespace. here for? Squarespace. We are all here for Squarespace. And this <laughs> episode this episode of Disruption is brought to you by our dear friends at Squarespace. The simplest way for anyone to create a beautiful landing page, a website, or online store. You can start building your website today at squarespace.com and enter the offer code DISRUPTION at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. With easy-to-use tools and templates, Squarespace helps you capture every detail of what drives you because if it's worth the effort it's worth sharing with the world so say you want to create a website called therapistdeservelove2.com <laughs> this is what squarespace is for it puts all the power you need into your hands and takes away the pain points like having to worry about hosting scaling or what to do if you get stuck with something so you know you you take a photo of georgia dow being a creepy therapist and you want to just you know Center that on the page. Well, if you don't know anything about coding or how to do all that stuff, Squarespace makes it easy. 
You just upload the photo, you click on it, and you hit center, and it center aligns for you. There's no other thought that you have to do. With Squarespace, you can build a site that looks professionally designed, which is important to try to get across the message that therapists need love too, regardless of your skill level. And like I said, there's no coding required. You can make it look and feel exactly how you want. Their site templates are stunning to look at, and they all have that responsive design. So whether you're out with your friends at dinner and you're like, listen, I've got this campaign, I'm trying to trying to tell everybody that you know therapists really need love therapists are people therapists are people too you can show it to them on your iphone you can show it to them on your android device you can show that to them on probably your android watch because those probably have web browsers uh and uh that's like just the beginning of it squarespace has a bajillion awesome features you got 24 7 support you've got a commerce platform so if you want to sell like make therapists great again hats totally easy to do (laughs) don't do that (laughs) Uh, And if you just want like a single page, they call it a cover page, and they're so easy to put together, like super simple. Like I may have just put one together in the time that I've been talking to all of you. Who knows? You'll never know. And if you want to stretch that Squarespace even further, then you can check out the dev platform, which lets you take the extra step with coding and all of that jazz. Squarespace plans start at just $8 a month. And if you sign up for a year, you'll get that free domain name, SquarespaceDeserveLove2.com, allowing you to choose exactly what you want your site to be called. So start a free trial with no credit card required and start building your website today by going to Squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, because you totally will, make sure to use the offer code DISRUPTION to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for our show, and particularly Georgia Dow, the therapist. We thank Squarespace for their support of our lovely show and all of Relay FM. Squarespace. I think therapists should have their own schools. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So like so like would those schools be separate from everyone yeah. else's schools? Yeah, I do. I but do. everything there would be the same. It'd be equal. Yeah. It would just be a separate yeah. thing. That's how I feel yeah. about therapists. Yeah. Yeah. I I, yeah. I can't believe the amount of um difficulty us therapists go through. I'm just saying <laughs> things need to change. I I don't agree with that. <laughs> uh so Georgia, I have a question for you. Well, actually, no. I, my question for you would be, "How dare you?" But uh, wait, fr- wait, no, no, no. Renee has a message for you. For Uh-oh. me? Yeah, he has a message. Oh, dear. Don't you have your own yeah. show for Renee to send you messages? <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. He does. I, I don't like know. That. I don't I know how know. I feel about Renee coming in and 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 hijacking this show. Maybe Renee he tweeted jacking disrupt this show. me. Maybe he yeah. tweeted disrupt he me. Might. We don't know. I, no, he sent me a personal tweet message for for you, Micah. It was, uh, "How dare you? How dare?" you uh you know papa renee has spoken <laughs> i don't no, know no, i don't no, know what to no, say no you can't you can't there's no rebuttal oh that stands wow that's, that's it well there you go so mr noah's at mr noah's on twitter has a question for you georgia dow and it goes like this dear georgia dow i have a fear of hurdles could you help me get over it <laughs> That is great. That was very brilliantly said. That was very brilliantly said. So, so no is what you're saying. Can you, can you, you help? Don't, can you, you don't have to go over every hurdle. Sometimes it'll be a round. Sometimes it'll be a pause. And sometimes you will leap, dive, triple flip, and stick the landing. But as long as you know it, you can work towards it. Wow. Profound. That's deep. Thank you. Profound. Wow. 
at that point. Steve, do you have some more voicemails for us? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, here, here we DJ go. DJ Salty Steve. <laughs> wicka, wicka, wicka. Congratulations, Disruption. You all have been promoted as CEO of Disruption at Apple, and you each get to make one massive change to any one of Apple's products, Apple Watch, iPad, iPhone, Apple TV, Mac, MacBook, iMac, Mac Pro, any sort of product you can think of, what would your one big change be? Ooh. I like Steve, this. you first. I have a very easy one, which is put a real graphics card in the freaking Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you... Honestly, uh, yeah, you're, you're getting real salty, Steve, right now. Like, the fact that I had to buy Overwatch on a console and I can't play it on a Mac like every other Blizzard game that's come out in the past 15 years is ridiculous. And, and you have like a top of the line Mac. Yeah, like I have like not like a dinky Mac. Like I have what is currently the best MacBook Pro, well, the second best MacBook Pro you can buy other than the one with, you know, the discrete graphics card, which for this doesn't even make a difference because it just, it, it can't keep up. They said that they can't keep up with what they're trying to do in Overwatch because it's more graphically intensive than the other games they've been making. I shouldn't have to be considering either going to put Windows on my Mac or going to buy another computer just to be able to play games that I should be able to play on a super expensive Mac. And we, I mean, we talked about this before, but it's it's just that they don't really... I, I don't know what happened with Metal, because I thought Metal was supposed to make a huge difference, but it seems like it's gotten worse, not better, in the last year since they made that announcement. So, Metal! What happened to Metal? Is that is that Metal? I don't know. There's that was like, very Metal. That was very, that was very Metal, Micah. That's, but I, I feel like I have to say, Steve, um, if you read my column in Mac Life, uh, print magazine this month, you'll, you'll learn about this. But the problem with Overwatch isn't necessarily the, the graphics card technology, even though it's undoubtedly a huge part of that. It's actually the, um, the APIs that um, you know, Apple's choosing to implement. So a really good example, OpenGL, uh, up until last year, they were actually using a version of that that was um, over a year old that was baked into their operating system. And they do that to make sure it's very, very stable. But um, you know, to be honest, it's a, a bigger problem of the, it's, it's a fact that the graphics technologies are so inefficiently implemented on in OS ten, And I, I love OS ten, but it's, it's just a fact. Like the OpenGL stack is extremely inefficient. Like we've talked on the show before, how it has like a 25% drop off uh, from our tests at GSX. So um, wow. I, I kind of, well, if I wanted to disrupt one thing at Apple, I think the most important thing is to put uh, Flash on all products, <laughs> like support Flash everywhere, support Flash on the Apple Watch, um, iPad for sure, or they're doomed. Um, MacBook, I want to see it baked into Safari, the same with Chrome is. Flash everywhere. That's the number one disruption thing for Apple. But actually, other than that, I would say Apple needs to really triple and quadruple down on their 3D technology because this fantasy they have about people coming along and like re-engineering their entire games for the Mac App Store in metal it's just not working yeah and the truth is um 
you know, Georgia, I was going to tell you today, like my Oculus is finally being shipped to me. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, I'll have a lot to say when it gets Oculus here. Soon. We it's will. Gonna be on. It's going to be on, Brie. Oh, I'm so excited. But, you know, like you, I'm going to have to go buy another separate computer for that yeah. because Apple's Macs just can't run it. And I have the ninth fastest Mac in the world, period. So, um, you know, this is a really big problem. And Apple's going to get left behind as we enter the 3D era if they don't get really serious about this. You know, gaming is going to be one of the primary uses for for having an actual desktop computer going forward, because a lot of that usage is moving over to, to mobile. And maybe that's OK with Apple. I don't know. But I mean, if they want people to continue using OS 10, I mean, that's other than developing things for mobile. That is one of the primary use cases. And they're not keeping up. Yeah. Georgia, what are you disrupting at Apple? Um, OK, so for the watch, I'd say a time always on. Please, now, uh, thinner, better watch bands, some really cool feminine ones so that I can actually wear them out hey. with a dress, please, or or the MacBook. I'd like the touchscreen. I know Renee says it's not happening, not oh. happening for a while, but I want a touchscreen. I just do. I reach out How to touch he? my screen all the time, get my little grubby fingers on it. Nothing happens. It bothers me. Why not just merge them all? Have you ever tried to use a touchscreen on a desktop, though, Georgia? Because I have. And it's terrible. It's, it is it's terrible. the worst. Yeah, but yeah. Apple would do it and do it well. Like it, I don't it think already it can, knows. which is why they haven't done it. Why couldn't it? Because the touch targets on the on the desktop are too small. Like I find myself like I have it on my on my work PC. It came as a, as an option, and I turned it off after like a week. Because first of all, I kept hitting the screen by accident. Like when like because you one of your instincts is to point at something on the screen when you're showing it to somebody else, and it's very easy to touch it and then mess up whatever you were doing. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. And also, um, like, it's just the touch targets are not meant for your, your big stubby finger. Well, you would probably have tiny, tiny feminine I fingers, but I have big stubby, fing- big stubby fingers. Big stubby fingers, you know, that you can't really touch things correctly. So you either have to jack your resolution up very high in order to make that work, or you need to keep tapping around and you have a lot of inaccuracy. So it's just, I could see them not doing it, not because they couldn't, but not because there's just really not a good way to make it work that's not going to be more trouble than it's worth. I, I just want to give you some pushback on that therapist-phobic statement about Georgia having <laughs> small, feminine hands. I think that's that's really therapist-phobic. So yeah, I'm sorry. Disappointed in me. I, I just know I always see pho- I always see therapists pointing fingers with tiny, tiny, slender fingers. So you know, that's Scary. that's where that's where my experience is coming from. Tiny fingers and hands like Tiny fingers and hands. <laughs> Micah, you're working for Apple on the team of disruption. What do you want? Heck yeah, I am. Uh, <laughs> well, one, I want my my phone to be able to – so phones and iPads have Touch ID. I want to be able to Touch ID on my phone and when my phone gets in uh, range of my Mac – to have my Mac go, oh, he's Touch ID'd on his phone, so this is definitely Micah, and then it automatically logs me in. Because I've got a huge, long password on everything, and I would just love if Touch ID was also a feature, basically, to unlock my my Mac. But I'm not sure that I want what is supposedly coming, which is Touch ID literally on the MacBook. I, I just, I'm not interested in that, because it's just, like, more room to be taken up on the thing, and, like, I've already got my phone and my iPad that do it already, and I think it'd be super cool if like the watch when i when i touch id on my phone my watch automatically unlocks and it's on my wrist i think that the same could be applied to the to your computer if you want to turn that on uh the other thing that i would do is i would double down on what georgia already wants with the watch which is that it stays on all day please but i want to 
I want to take that a step further, and I actually want it to be able to uh, do sleep tracking without the hacky stuff. I know someone can email me and say, well, you know, uh, we've got I, – I can't remember who it is. I think it's underscore David Smith. Uh, somebody's got like a sleep tracking app, and you're supposed to like wake up in the morning, and while you're brushing your teeth, you charge it, and then at night while you're showering, you charge it or whatever. No, I don't want that. I, I don't think like that. My mind doesn't work that way. I want to be able to wear my watch for a week and have it track my sleep while I'm wearing it, and then I charge it at the end of the week. I can't think every day to remember to go plug so it into the charger. So you also want like one-week battery life. Yes. I'm asking for something that's just not going to happen, I know. But look, this is I the future. I want a flying car, Micah, but, but you did, know. What hey, if it did hey. every second day tracking kind of a thing? This is a bizarro future where Micah works at Apple for the disruption team. This is a future that doesn't actually exist anyway, wait, so wait, I can wait. have what I want. There's nothing that bizarro from that. I think we have no. some innovative ideas. I think they should be hiring us. That's my thought on it. There you go. But see, then I, I can have I do a week's worth say, of battery. I think something they could do is we uh, there's an MIT startup called uh, Wintricity, and what it does is it, it broadcasts uh, energy through the air. It's a very old <gasps> idea. Tesla Ooh. actually worked with it, but like um, it's inefficient. Like you lose some of the electrons. But I think something that could really help with the Apple Watch is like where you sleep, uh, plugging in one of these inductive chargers that will yes. like broadcast it a few feet, and then it would just you'd never have to take it off. It would be oh my excellent. Gosh. So, Brie, yeah. yes, yes, Brie, yes. <laughs> That's what I would do. It's it's not that bulky, and you could feasibly fit it in the watch. Oh my gosh, there's our future. I want Micah. Have you tried any of the apps that let you unlock your computer with your phone or your Apple Watch, though? Because there's like a whole like, cottage industry of them. I do. I have one called Knock, but the problem is, uh, I like I've I've used a few different ones, and Knock works most of the time, but it works over Bluetooth, and sometimes the Bluetooth just it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to work today, um, and it's like that one time that it messes up, then suddenly it's almost not worth it, and uh, you know I'm having to like restart the app and do all this other stuff, so I just I want something that just works, doggone it. <laughs> So, do you got any other voicemails for us? Uh, no, that's all the voicemails. I think. We- Let's wrap it up. It's a short show today. Short show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it. also about to pass wrap out. It, wrap so. it, wrap it, baby. I mean, Beautiful actually, wrap word. is really what I mean. Oh. Wrap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> go ninja. Go ninja. Go. Go ninja. Let's break it down. Go ninja. Go ninja. Go. I forget what we even do at the end of the show anyway. Is this the time where where Bree uh, reads some reviews, or do we want to skip that session this week? I don't know I, what's I will happening. say this. I, I'm not going to – I will not intimidate our listeners into reviewing the show this week, but I would say this. Um, you guys – Seriously, if you are buying Braintree products or Squarespace products, please do use the code disruption when you do it. Like, we need a sponsor base for this show, um, and it would really help us out. They they check that out. They do, you know, see which um, you know which listeners actually buy their product after using the show. So um, I would say thank you for reviewing the show. Please continue to do that. I loved how after our show and Milo's show were uh, were oh both featured yeah. this week in uh, in the iTunes store uh, uh-huh. next to each other. I did love all the people that like compared their reviews to our reviews, which were barely literate, like, and then ours were funny <laughs> and pleasant. Uh, I appreciate that. Those tweets, but please do uh, you know, support our sponsors. Um, it's important. 
It's super important. And yep. clearly you are um, out there disruptioning because we have a whole load of sponsors signed up for the future. So yeah. we really thank you for, for anything that you've done so far in that. And, you know, Bree, Bree's not going to berate you about uh, reviewing the show, but I will ask that you please, oh, please, oh, please review the show because get this, there is several there are several of us here i don't know where i was going no, with that. i was i, I was my train of here for a second i was i was because, like on the edge of my seat waiting uh, i was i was i was expecting something off. really deep and like thoughtful and then that just like fell off a cliff yeah, i'm so sorry i was gonna say if you're not going to do it because brie is is uh intimidating you to do so just think of of all of our animals here besides steve and you know those animals <laughs> need to eat my my henry and my mizzy need to eat and george's dog whose name escapes me needs to eat Mila, she's and sitting right on my lap right now Mila needs supporting to eat. the show yeah, they Those... will starve to death <laughs> if you don't support our sponsors. Like, think of and rate the rocket. show. Yes, if you don't rate the show. I mean, I'm sure um, that they won't starve to death. I'm sure that they'll just feast on the bodies of your enemies. So you know. It's... Yes, yes, we throw them in the backyard. Um, this is we have to have we have a huge announcement though, huge announcement. So. If you're going to be at WWDC this year, Mike and I are going to be doing a live show together. Woo! A live show. Live. So it's probably going to be disruption and not uh, – it's probably going to be rocket and not disruption. Sorry, guys. Uh, but it will be Mike and I in the same room. Christina will be there. It looks like Renee is going to be a special guest there and Serenity. So we are There will super be bruised psyched. elbows perhaps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's going to be Tuesday at AltConf at 3.55. So oh if you want to see uh, the, the Disruption crew live, uh, I will be harassing Micah in person <laughs> rather than just on the show. So it's going to be wonderful. And, and then they'll have then they'll cut to a live shot of Georgia and I crying at our desks back at back oh. at home. Yeah. Well, you should come, Steve. I yeah. Mean, shame on you. You made poor decisions with your career. I could either go to go to WWD or play Overwatch. So I could, you know, sure. I made my decision. Yep. It's it's really one or the other. They're They're mutually exclusive. So, so I do want to say, if you want to send awesome uh, questions to us, you can call us at 508-418-3532. Again, that is 508-418-3532. And you don't even have to be 18 years or older to call like you do on those infomercials. <laughs> Please review the show. What, what infomercials I- are you watching? Every <laughs> infomercial says, you must be 18 years older to call. Yeah, like, the, older yeah, to like call. the chat lines with the sexy ladies at 3 o'clock in the morning, maybe. No, every single <laughs> one you have to be 18 years or older or else they can't sell you products like even the ones that are like buy moon sand today play with the moon sand and you know it's for little kids but you must be 18 years or older to call well we have no scruples uh, we'll sell you we'll sell you anything even if you're not yeah. 18 Call 508-418-3532 where we will totally sell you moon sand. And please do review the show on iTunes. You can check out the show notes at relay.fm slash disruption. And please, if you do not want to send us a voicemail, you can tweet us at hashtag disrupt me. You can follow the show on Twitter at underscore disruption FM where you can send those hashtag disrupt me tweets. I am at Micah Sargent on Twitter. And Steve, where can people find you? You can find me at wickedgoodpart.com. Posting heart screenshots of Hearthstone primarily. Heck yeah. Bree, what about you? 
Uh, you can find me online uh, leading my anti-therapist uh, group. <laughs> and also you can see me at the fun uh, Twitter account, Space Cat Gal, which is increasingly about Overwatch. So it's amazing. <laughs> Slow but sure. And Georgia, when you're not hanging up on us, uh, where could we find you? <laughs> well, then I'm hanging up on others. And if you have your phobia about that, you can check out anxiety-videos.com. And if not, I'm talking about VR all the time playing Yay. scary games that cause me massive amounts of anxiety on at Georgia underscore Dow. And also at Reaper names. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we will get to the bottom of that. Thank you everyone for listening. We love you all so much. You're all fantastic. And uh, please do rate review the show on iTunes so you can feed all our dogs. Thank all you. right. Let's get the crap out of here. Go get out. Bye. <laughs>